Hello, welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 227 for February 20th, 2016. I felt so good about like having a role there that lasted like half a sentence. Today's guest is writer, filmmaker, and actor Emmett Jack Lundberg. I'm super excited to share this interview with you guys. I am your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. And as such, I have some pretty diverse tastes in things. So on this podcast, you can hear guests ranging from activists to musicians to pastors to authors to filmmakers, whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been sending out this podcast to your ears for a little over 11 years. It's closing in on 12 years. Oh, man. Wow. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelheron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere at michaelheron, at michaelheron, or send me an email to mikeypod at gmail.com. I feel like my mic might be a little hot. No, I think it's just right. If you heard a little crackle earlier, I do apologize. I turned it down just a little bit. Hey, welcome to the show. Um, I have had a, like a Listening to my old podcasts, well, I'm doing it in two ways. I almost always listen to the podcast once I publish it. Um, It's really interesting to listen to it again because, you know, the first time I go through the interview, I am interviewing. So I'm sort of in interviewer mode, like listening and sort of reacting, you know, not really being very self-aware, which is, I guess, a good thing. Uh, Well... Uh, and then I do it as an editor, and then I, when I'm creating the podcast itself and editing it all together, and then I listen to it, I guess it's the third time that I experienced this interview um, and my own comments. And uh, the last one was really interesting to me to listen to. It made me like, I, I'm very self-deprecating, and maybe not as much as I used to be. Um, but, uh, but I, I referred to myself, one of the things that really struck me was that I referred to myself as a baby in the world of, um, self-producing and of doing solo work. And that's just not true. <laughs> like I'm still figuring out how to do it, but I've done two solo shows, um, completely original, which I wrote and self-produced, uh, in New York city. So that's something that people who have an experience do now, like I'm, I'm I'm a performer and a writer and a solo performer. I don't know. It's it's a funny realization to have. Um, I think mostly it's a realization about, well, you know, it's like I'm living in this story that I'm not experienced at a lot of things. And I just realized like, oh, that's not true. And I have some uh, valuable stuff. Like <laughs> I could be talking <laughs> and telling people my experience and suggestions and and giving like a different kind of value. I think this podcast is entertaining, but I could also be telling you the stuff I learned from doing the stuff that I did. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just it, something about that really like, uh, and that's what this podcast has been really cool for me from the minute I started doing it because I was uh, throwing myself sort of out into like, huh, I guess I could start. I listened to uh, my friend Madge Weinstein, uh, also known as Richard Bluestein, who I guess we're actually not really friends anymore. I've been blocked. But that's a whole nother nonsense story. Um, but Richard, I knew from LiveJournal before that, and he really encouraged me to start podcasting. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't have anything to say. Um, and this was like lifetimes ago. 
It was almost 12 years ago, <laughs> and I lived in Texas. And I listened to, I was like, huh, what other podcasts are out there? I listened to a guy um, describing, like, sorting out his laundry and talking about his how he sorts his laundry. And I was like, oh, well, I could at least make something this interesting. <laughs> so I started podcasting. And, you know, like I, I mentioned before, I'm doing this whole sort of, well, Hmm. I'm I'm a single person, right? I have a family, but I don't have a family, right? Um, so sometimes, and I think this is really like just true, and I don't feel necessarily like too shitty about this. I'm like a solo person. Like, if God forbid I should die, um, eh, I mean, I think people would care because people care about me, but I don't think anyone's life would be like. Wow, this is getting, this is actually like something really positive, I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, Part of what goes along with being a perpetually single person such as myself is that I'm not anyone's significant other. So while people's lives would be affected, if I were to die, God forbid, um, it would be sad. (laughs) And I think people would experience a loss or whatever, but no one's going to be a widow. No one's going to be without a father. Um, so what the, (laughs) what the fuck am I trying to say? (laughs) Oh, so sort of in that spirit, like I'm realizing that my legacy is these things I create, like these podcasts that I've been doing for almost 12 years and my solo shows and the album I made and some singles. And so I'm starting to back all that stuff up onto uh, archive.org, which is a, like a, it's a free site where people just upload their digital content. And the idea is it just stays there forever. So I've been slowly, but surely uploading my podcast. And, um, because, so let's just say I die. God forbid. Um, the, eventually no one's going to be paying for my, my website. So all the podcasts will just disappear when, when I run out of Uh, time. So (laughs) I didn't even realize I was going to talk about this. So that's, so I'm uploading it to, you know, uh, if the world ends because of World War (laughs) Three, which we all know is probably just around the corner, um, the, the probably won't matter. But uh, until the world ends, um, presumably that website will be up. And people who are like, hey, what happened to that guy that did that podcast? Um, They could go listen to it. And and maybe it would mean something to them um, a long time from now. So I think that's sort of a beautiful thing. So anyway, part of what I'm doing is um, uploading these one at a time, and I'm sorting through my website. I'm pulling out dead links. Something else that's really interesting is, especially in the early days of podcasting, a lot of us were all interacting with each other and interviewing each other and stuff. It makes me sort of happy that I'm still going, but also sad that there are so many dead links. So many places where I wrote, oh, so-and-so interviewed me for their podcast, here's a link, and it's dead. Uh, So that's sort of sad. Uh, I know a lot of those people still, like on Facebook and whatnot. Um, So it makes me kind of proud that I'm still doing this podcast and having these great interviews with people. So I I just am sort of making this agreement with myself in, in... in, in the realm of this podcast and in the realm of just how I perceive myself and how I show up in the world, um, I have some knowledge and some experience that's valuable to people, and I need to recognize that. 
Um, you may not, and you may think I'm full of shit. Um, or I, you probably don't, because if you're still listening at this point, <laughs> you maybe you're finding some value in this. Um, value, that sounds so creepy. It sounds very uh, uh, marketing-y. Uh, but, you know, to, uh, it's something I should think about. It's In terms of this podcast, like, I'd like to give people a reason to listen to it. So anyway, I think it's probably going to shift how I talk to people because suddenly I don't feel so uh, sorry. Like, oh, thank you so much for talking to me because I'm just this, well, no, like it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm an artist and I have experience doing this stuff. I just made shows. I just made them and I did them and people came in New York City. So that's great. Uh, yeah. So anyway, speaking of doing shows, there's no date for it yet, but last year I did a live podcast as part of the Queerly Festival here in New York City. Um, I'm going to do it again. I don't know the date yet, but I'm really psyched. I had live uh, musicians. Uh, I performed. Um, there was uh, storytelling, kind of performance art stuff happening. It was pretty cool. So that's going to be happening again, and I'm pretty excited. Probably will be in like June. Uh, yeah. So Yay. So that's happening. Uh, oh, man. I'm playing at a thing like week after next. Ah, I don't have any of the information right here. It'll go up on my website. It'll be up on my website by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, and uh, I'm starting to roll on the animal show, the summer's time stuff. Uh, taking the whole summer off from teaching, and I'm going to travel. And the money is just going to somehow materialize. Yes. Speaking of... If you like this always free podcast or the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, like, subscribe, all of those things. And especially, I'd love your support at patreon.com slash Michael Heron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, one of those cool things is that this podcast always goes up early. Uh, and, and I'm share. it's been a while, but I'm starting to create again. So I'm going to be sharing works in progress there and videos and, and et cetera. I did just put up a video. Um, if I'd love to connect with you there and I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this free podcast and the other content I create everywhere. Enough about me and all that stuff. Today's guest, Emmett Jack Lundberg. Emmett is the creator, writer, producer, filmmaker, uh, actor of this web series called Brothers. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, the, the, uh, the, you'll hear, uh, it's great. It's really good. And it's, it's the only series I've ever seen that dealt with uh, trans men. Um, so I'm super excited that I get to share this interview with you. Uh, Emmett was great to talk to. Uh, did I talk about all the things I want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, here's a song. <laughs> this is my good friend, Jason Trotta. Uh, this song of his just came out uh, last Friday. And it's called Storm. And after this, we'll hear from Emmett Jacklinburg.
Welcome to the podcast, Emmett. Thanks for having me, Michael. Uh, sure. I uh, in, in celebration of our conversation, I started binge-watching Brothers again this morning. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an easy binge-watch because the episodes are pretty short, so I don't feel quite so guilty that I'm like watching episode after episode. Yeah, you can watch the entire first season in like an hour, so it's yeah. not too bad. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, it started in 2014, am I right? That's right, yeah. The first season, uh, we released the pilot in June of 2014, and then we released the rest of the season in the fall. We kind of did like a weekly release. Um, and then our second season, the first episode, came out in 2015, the first, first episode. Uh, I just realized, uh, for people who may not know what the show is, can you give a quick uh, or a long <laughs> synopsis? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So uh, Brothers is a, a narrative web series. It's about a group of transgender guys who are friends, and it kind of deals with um, you know the things that they're going through, uh, a lot of kind of day-to-day -day stuff of being transgender, but also kind of talking about surgery, hormones, those type of things. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's great. <laughs> it's so good. There were a lot of moments today, like, and I'd watched this series before. It's still like moment, like, it's the talk to the screen type of series you know yeah, what i mean there's yeah, a lot of yeah. like oh <laughs> moments and like yeah and i found it it was um it, it helped me sort of like understand things i didn't understand yeah um, and and i wonder um i mean i i assume that part of your purpose in making this was to um give a voice right to to transgender people yeah i mean when i started writing it um I kind of was in this, you know, I was, I think I was like a year and a half into my own transition and I was like realizing that there wasn't media out there that reflected my experience um, or any other trans male experience. And uh, I mean, there, there was a little bit about trans women and, you know, I have seen some great documentaries about trans men. But there's, there really wasn't, and there's still not a lot of um, narrative media, you know, like scripted media that focuses on trans men. And it felt like something that I, like a story I wanted to tell and something that I wanted to put out there because I can't imagine what it would have been like if I had seen something like this when I was growing up or when I was even thinking about transitioning. Yeah, it, it takes me back to being um, a young you know, gay kid living in East Texas um, mm -hmm. when I, it, like in the 80s. And there was really no, I didn't see anybody like me. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, part of what happened with your series is I, I kind of learned from it and it also made me realize like, oh shit, th this is important. You know, like it, yeah. one of those weird wake up calls that I shouldn't have had to have a wake up call about, but I, yeah. I, I welcome it. Before, um, before you did the series, you were mostly an actor. Do I understand that right? Or were you making films before this? No, I was, I was actually mostly doing writing. Um, I went to NYU and I studied film production. Um, and then right after I graduated, I did a lot of uh, like production assistant work on bigger movies and shows. Um, and I 
continued doing that for many years. And then it kind of got to a point of, you know, like I need to focus on my work. I'm not necessarily continuing to learn in this position that I'm, that I'm in. And I wasn't like, I didn't want to move up the ladder in the way that, you know, was kind of provided to me. I wanted to do my own stuff. So, um, I have always, you know, been writing and I think the acting actually is something that has come back recently. I did some acting, you know, in middle school and a little bit in high school, but haven't done it much since, uh, since then. And then when I did this, I think seeing myself on screen as the person that I know that I am and that I feel much more comfortable with has kind of uh, open that door for me again. And it's really something that I'm kind of excited about. You, you sort of moved from a place where you had kind of set work and career path, right? And then yeah. a, a let go of a lot of it to do this, to do your own work. Yes. What, yeah. what was that process like, like making the decision to do that? I think it, I mean, it, it was a lot about like just feeling, um, exhausted like emotionally exhausted creatively exhausted and not having the energy to do the things I actually wanted to do um and just being like why why am I still in this position you know I mean there's of course there's more stability and there's money and those are things that we need to exist in the the world that we live in but at the end of the day it wasn't it wasn't fulfilling me and it I read a uh, a little piece. I think it was in yeah, it was the New York Times. One of the things that you talked about was the um, the audience response to Brothers. Do you have some favorite moments of? Yeah, I mean it's it's been it has been incredibly powerful and and almost overwhelming at times. Um, I I got a message on Facebook. That I think this was last year um, from someone who. They hadn't seen, so we started the series on YouTube and then got distribution and are now on Amazon. Um, and they had found the series on Amazon, so they hadn't known about it before, this this trans guy. And he sent me a message, you know, saying he's not he's not out. He he didn't really feel comfortable posting on my timeline, but he wanted to connect with me and just say thank you for making the show because he had not seen any other media out there that he liked that represented him, you know, and he just said, you have to keep doing this. You have to keep making the show. Um, so that was something that was really affecting for me. And, you know, even recently we had a comment on our YouTube channel, which was actually the comment itself was a little upsetting because the person was very frustrated and kind of like, you know, it's been over a year since you've released the last episode and we haven't heard anything. How could you do this? You probably like just let it go. And for me, that was heartbreaking because obviously this person needs this kind of media. They need to see themselves and they're not there. There are no other places for them to do that. And, you know, we don't have the resources to keep funding it ourselves, which is kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. So uh, that, that was going to be one of my questions about when, if there will be a season three and that, I guess that kind of answers it. Are you in sort of a, uh, a fundraising question mark? type of place with it? Yeah. And we're not even, I mean, we only did one episode for season two. I've written out the rest of the season and, you know, we kind of wanted to, to show this episode 
as what we would do this season. It's it's a little bit different in that we would focus more on a specific character in each episode. And um, this episode has done really well. We've kind of been traveling to festivals with it. So it's out there and it's it's being received really well. But uh, yeah, we're still kind of in that waiting period of like, where is the money going to come from? Uh, that's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> being in that place, like, with like independent creators, like, I, I, this is such a like, feels like it could be an obvious build up to another topic I want to do, which is your, your Patreon page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's such, it's, it's a challenge, you know, because yeah, I mean, cause we need money to make the stuff we want to make. It's a huge challenge. And I think that a lot of people who maybe aren't, um, creative people in their daily lives don't necessarily think about it or understand how much it costs and how much all these things you know, like, like what it really takes to produce all this stuff. Um, like we tell people, we'll tell people our budget and if they're not someone who's in the film industry, their eyes will kind of go a little wide and be like, that's a lot of money, you know, but then you tell it to someone who's actually in the film industry and they're like, Oh, that's all you need. Okay. Well, that's like, you know, a budget for like a day of whatever Superman. I don't know, like less than that probably. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's a trip. So let's talk about your Patreon page because you've actually sure. been writing some really interesting pieces there. <laughs> and it, yeah, it just thank started recently, but yeah. yeah, like I'm having a moment with a lot of this conversation where uh, I, f- I think I get overcautious with like things dealing with race and dealing with trans people mm-hmm. where I'm always like, oh my God, I'm going to say the wrong thing or ask the wrong question. <laughs> so I'm saying that right yeah. now to take the power out of it. <laughs> sure. And absolutely. always Don't like, worry. Yeah. yeah. And always like, feel free. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm, uh, probably one of the, the people who will be less offended than other people may be. <laughs> yeah. I think like, and I don't think anything I would want to, like, I, I, I think actually this is a valid conversation because so much doesn't get spoken about. Um, in all of these areas, like even yeah. in uh, like when discussions about homophobia, because people are afraid to say the wrong thing, you know, yep. in, instead mm-hmm. of like, so I, I try to have a blanket understanding of like, oh shit, I don't know what I'm talking about. So let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, yeah, let's put it out, put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that sort of grabbed me about one of your pieces, the one you wrote, um, so real quick, Patreon for people, if mm-hmm. people have been listening to this podcast, I go on about it all the time because I have one as well. Um, yeah. It's a it's a way, it's like a monthly Kickstarter, you could sort of call it. It's a way for, uh, and I'm explaining this for the listeners, uh, it's a way to support a creator on a monthly basis. So you've been uh, releasing these photographs, they're uh, selfies, yeah, like they've all been selfies, right? Yeah, I, I like I like to call them self portraits, but yeah, yeah. They're, you know, they, yeah, it's def- they are they, definitely because, like because because I usually actually put the camera on a tripod and I'll set it up and do all that. So oh yeah 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 okay yeah, um, yeah and they're they're like w- way elevated above selfie <laughs> status, I should say. Like I perceive them that way too. Um, yeah. But the the one you talked about long hair and the idea of uh, sort of a a masculine role you you took on and then you started mm-hmm. to realize um, that it wasn't as necessary as you thought or, or it was yeah. keeping you from being who you really are. 
I found that really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's something that you know I've I've been thinking about. It's something that I have been discussing in my therapy recently. It's I definitely felt a lot of pressure when I started my transition, when I started my medical transition. Um, mm-hmm. And for those people who don't know, you know, it's for me it was starting hormones first. Um, when I started that, I definitely felt that I had to exist in a certain way. And I think a lot of that was initially because I did not want to be misgendered. You know, I wanted people to read me as male when I was out in the world. And I didn't want to kind of give them anything that would read as less masculine. So, yeah, so it was really at first, I think about being seen the way that I um, wanted and expected to be seen. And uh, from there, I kind of just felt like, well, this is not me. You know, I don't, if I get excited about something, I'm going to like get excited. I'm going to not like contain myself. If I like feel like I am explaining something, I'm going to like use my hands and I'm going to like, you know, be just, I guess, embodying the the person that I want to be. And we're taught that there's these very strict ways of being male and being female or being masculine and feminine. And I think one of the beautiful things that trans people can bring to the world is that there are not just two ways, you know, that there are all, like, as many people are in the world, that's how many different ways there are to be a person. And maybe we can stop thinking about it in just two different ways. Yeah, that that is, like, such a cool <laughs> feeling to me. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and I sort of relate to it, and this is just in a way of trying to relate, you know, my, my experience to yours, mm-hmm. that, like, when when I came out as gay, there was this period of feeling like, oh, I'm gay now, so I should be effeminate. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just sort of like went into like this sort of maybe exaggerated gay, quote unquote gay thing. And then I became very sort of uh, very aware of wanting to appear masculine and not yeah. appear gay. And then, you know, like, and then I sort of find myself still at 47 years old, having these moments of like, no, like this reaction I just had is genuine. And Mm -hmm. whether it's masculine or feminine or somewhere in between, it's not, it it was, it was genuine. So that's, that's kind of what I'm aiming for. Yeah. 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 And it would be, uh, it's one, it sounds corny, but what, how it would be such a relief for everyone if we were able to just, (laughs) <laughs> you know, like everyone. Absolutely. Just absolutely. Be who we yeah. are. It's, it's a lot to be thinking about. And I think, um, you know, as someone who is always thinking about gender, like I kind of always have this going on in my head and it's exhausting. Um, and I think, you know, you, you obviously have a, an experience where you can relate to that as well of being probably hyper conscious of, the way that you appear to other people. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. 
Uh, and so there's something you said about selfies, and I think this is why I had selfies on the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I, I have part of it written here in my notes um, that that you were reclaiming the idea of a selfie as an act of visibility, an act of finally seeing my. This is your quote: an mm-hmm. act of finally seeing myself in that reflection in the image, and it is an essential part of my transgender experience. Yes. Um, so. I mean, it sounds like a lot of your work and a lot of the things you feel motivated to do are uh, that. Like that sort of encapsulates part of where brothers came from. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you know, selfishly, a lot of my work is wanting to see myself, like see my experience reflected back. Um, But I do think it kind of relates, like people can relate to it. Even you said you kind of could under, you know, you could understand what, what I was talking about, right? So it's it kind of goes beyond me. And I always think about, I had a, a professor in college who um, said this, and I think it's a famous quote. I don't think she came up with it, but it's this idea of the more personal you are, the more universal it's going to be, right? So if you really get down to it and you can really put yourself out there, people are going to connect with that. Mm. That's actually really good because I make this solo theater like kind of one man show type thing. And mm-hmm. one of my big fears in doing that work is that it's too, uh, I can't think of the word I want to use. It's too much about me. Like it's me performing a show that I wrote about my experience by myself, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but, but that, but that is what, you know, like that's exactly where people are going to be drawn in, I think, because it's so, it can be so genuine and so authentic that people like can't not see you. Yeah. And I think when it's personal, like I'm, I'm trying to think of what connects with me about brothers in the way that it does. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think it is that like, you know, uh, it, it, it makes a shift from, you know, that, that sort of weird, like feeling like uh, we're separate types of people, right? Like in, the, there's the, uh, on some level, I have that perception and, you know, and uh, something about it was the show is so uh, personal about all the characters that I, mm-hmm. that you, it, it makes, yeah, <laughs> I'm having a hard time communicating what I'm thinking. That's okay. <laughs> we connect. We, we can connect through our personal experiences and say, like, "Oh my God, that that was motivated by a feeling I have." Even though yeah. it's mo- something something different is being motivated. The motivation yeah. is the same. Yeah, I mean, I think like we all feel the same things, right? We all feel uh, heartbreak or jealousy or happiness, whatever it is. Like everyone can relate to those feelings and it doesn't necessarily matter what is uh, kind of making that feeling come about for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> as, as hard as I, as hard a time I have with these, like finding the words in these conversations, I love them so much. You oh, know, absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, so what, do you have any other projects going on right now? Uh, right now I am kind of in the rewriting stage of a new feature script that I finished um, at the end of last year. So I'm doing some rewrites and I'm also sending that out. And um, I'm kind of on the cusp of developing um, some new ideas. Something that we're also still continuing to do is a goal since we launched brothers has always been to make it into a 30 minute, like full length show. Um, 
so we're working on that as well. And, uh, you know, as always, it's just really about getting the money and getting the people to see it who want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had an, another thought about Brothers that I appreciated about it. And I don't know that there's even any comment you can have about this. Maybe it's just an observation on my side. Something about the way, even in the short episodes, things really unfold in a like calm <laughs> sort of yeah <laughs> sl- slow not uh, slow in a good way no manner. it is like totally. it's really i mean like, yeah that's that's the way i tell stories like i'm not um i'm not like making action movies or uh you know i mean i have some stuff that's like has higher concept themes in it but i think when it boils down to like what i really what I connect with and what stories I want to tell. It's about people and it's about how people relate to each other and how they exist in the world. And these stories are often like quieter and, and sometimes, you know, people are not into that kind of storytelling and that's fine, but that's, that is the way that I tell stories. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it works. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it, it really is. It really does draw me in and um, it makes me feel uh, there's something comforting about, you know, I drawn to, there was one shot in, in the, uh, I, I can't remember which episode it was, but it's outside of a coffee shop mm-hmm. and the scene is over, but there's the shot just stays for a few yeah, seconds. That's the second, second episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. S- something, about, I don't know what it is about that. That makes me just feel like, Oh, Okay, like, you know, it's just a nice moment to, like, take in what what just happened. I don't know. Yeah, it gives you a chance to breathe and kind of just be be there, right? Be yeah. right in that moment. Yeah, I love it. So where are the best places to find you online? Uh, well, I, uh, I am on Patreon, as you mentioned, um, and uh, my website, emmettjack.com. Uh, and then I also have Instagram and Facebook, all those things. Most of my usernames are Emmett is Jack. So got it. And I'll put yeah. links for the listeners on MikeyPod.com so you can find these things. And awesome. just to clarify, the essays you're writing on Patreon, yeah, uh, those are just available there, right? They are only yeah only available there. I've done some excerpts like on my Instagram, but the full essays are only on Patreon. It, you know, in the hopes that people will come there and be interested and want to follow that. Uh, you're really inspired. Like I've been feeling inspired lately for to do photographs and more video. And, yeah, uh, I I really appreciate what you're doing. Like especially this Patreon stuff. Like. Like yeah, I, this the the um the honesty with how you're perceiving yourself and a photograph of you, like a self portrait of yourself, all of yeah. that works together in a really like nice way. It's great. Thank you, thank you. All right, so I think we should wrap this thing up. Um, awesome. Thanks, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
Oh, my God. 
from her new album on behalf of nature that was meredith monk with spiderweb anthem what that's meredith monk i don't know why i was surprised that she's still recording i I, i've just always known her as this artist that is legendary uh well i was wrong and this is great that's beautiful (laughs) <laughs> I'm just I'm just overwhelmed. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Emmett Jack Lundberg, for joining me today. Ah, that was a great conversation. I really, really appreciated that. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it for you or having it with for you. Well, one of the things I forgot to mention earlier is about, uh, oh, where's my little thing? If you want to make your own podcast, I had a little blurb. I lost it somewhere. Uh, If you're planning on starting your own podcast or website, um, I am a big fan of Blueberry as a uh, podcast distribution uh, thing (laughs) and for stats and all that kind of stuff. And DreamHost has been a dream. And I am an affiliate with both of those companies, Uh, If you go to MikeyPod.com, the bottom of this blog post, and now like all of them moving forward until I'm not doing this anymore, uh, there will be links uh, to save some money. There's a free month from Blueberry. And in fact, you can just use the promo code MikeyPod on Blueberry and uh, follow the links with DreamHost uh, from MikeyPod.com. They're super easy to spot. uh, And you can get like $25 off of shared hosting uh, or $50 off shared hosting. I think it depends on how long you're going to, how much you commit to. Uh, but yeah, I, I believe completely in both of those companies and I use them both and, uh, it's a way for me to make a couple extra bucks. So, uh, and also feel free to let me know if you're trying to make a podcast. I have a friend who's working on one right now and he sent me a message like, Hey, can I ask some questions? I'm like, yes, I am so into helping people put this type of thing together. So do let me know. Uh, you can find me at patreon.com slash Michael Heron and, um, all of the places, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, find me. I love social media and I would love to interact with you there. Send me an email at mikeypod at gmail.com and I would show, show love it. Why did I say H and so? I would so love it if you would go by uh, iTunes or your podcatcher or podcast directory of choice and drop me a nice five-star review. Uh, I'd love to have some more people listening to this podcast and that will help make it more visible. And most of all, just thank you for downloading this podcast. When I look and see that people have downloaded it, I'm like, okay. I did my thing and now you're doing your thing and listening to it and it's great. Uh, I really do appreciate you. Thank you. See you next. Oh my God. Next week, Christopher Willits is joining me. Ah, he's one of my favorites. I think this will be his third or fourth visit to the podcast. So yay, that guy. Talk to you soon.